I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, there's been a lot of talk about San Francisco's struggling downtown and the effort to avoid a so-called doom loop. But what about downtown Oakland? Across the Bay, Oakland has its own unique strengths and its own challenges. As in many cities, its downtown was hollowed out by the pandemic and remote work. Offices here have a 29% vacancy rate. That's even higher than San Francisco. And high crime rates, as well as the perception of crime, continue to vex Oakland. On the other hand, this is a downtown with real buzz, thanks to great places to eat and drink, famed music venues, and special events like First Fridays. My guests to talk about the future of downtown Oakland are Chronicle reporters Sarah Ravani, who covers Oakland, and Roland Lee, who writes about commercial real estate and pandemic transformation. I want to start by asking you guys, you've spent time recently in downtown Oakland working on this story. What does it look like? What does it feel like right now? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has empty areas. Uh, I think the daytime commute traffic is definitely down. It was always kind of a sleepy place compared to downtown SF. But, you know, in the nighttime, especially on weekends, there is more energy. You know, there's nightclubs downtown. There's pretty good restaurants. Some are pretty acclaimed. And there is a little more of that mixed-use kind of street energy. And also there's a lot of housing. So I think there's definitely more of a diverse set of people compared to downtown San Francisco. And downtown has just gone through a lot of change just in the last couple of years. You still see cranes in the sky now, but cranes were also in the sky a couple of years ago. And you see these buildings that were under construction that are now open. There's a new club opening this week. So while it has been a little sleepy and kind of continues to be with downtown workers not really in downtown anymore, there are these pockets of change and hope that are kind of filling in downtown. So overall, how has downtown Oakland weathered the pandemic? I mean, what are we seeing in terms of, you know, office workers, the shift to remote work? It's about the same as San Francisco, you know, almost 30% vacancy. And just to be clear, vacancy means the amount of space that's available for lease and sublease. And that's offices. Yes, office vacancy. Retail-wise, it is actually healthier, I think, because you haven't seen the mass store closures that you've seen in SF. Part of that is just because Oakland doesn't have tons of chain stores downtown. But I think there's also, you know, there's just a presence of, you know, restaurants and uh, entertainment businesses that, you know, you don't really find as much in downtown SF. So that's helped, I think, downtown Oakland. But there is definitely a lot of companies have cut back on real estate. Clorox, which was actually one of the big winners in the early pandemic, you know, making hand sanitizer, uh, you know, they've listed some space for sublease um, right on Broadway. Some of the other tenants, Kaiser Permanente, which is the biggest employer in all of Oakland, they canceled this huge expansion project for new headquarters as well. So if you go up Telegraph Ave, there's like kind of these empty lots that are just kind of dormant now because of that. Sarah, though, you mentioned cranes. I mean, these are mostly building dense housing, right? Yeah, there have been 3,000 new housing units that have been added to downtown Oakland since 2017. So in theory, that's a lot of new residents to the neighborhood. I think one thing that came up in some of the interviews that Roland and I did is this question of whether these residents are actually spending time in downtown. You know, you see, you know, lines at coffee shops, you see people coming into new businesses, but are they as full as people hoped? I I think that's really the big question here. And it doesn't seem like it's quite as 
thriving as businesses at least thought it would be by now. And that's been the idea in downtown Oakland, sometimes controversially, right, in terms of putting more people living downtown. That's going to energize this area. It's going to lift the businesses. It's going to lift the restaurants. Yeah, exactly. I think there was this idea, especially pre-pandemic, that downtown Oakland was really on the cusp of becoming this thriving job center, thriving kind of with, you know, all this new housing, all this, all these new people coming in and, you know, going to happy hour, going out to lunch. And obviously the pandemic happened, which completely wiped that out. But then the kind of recovery process has just been very slow. Even the city, City Hall, Oakland City Hall, they're not fully back in the office. They've reopened City Hall, but a lot of workers are there maybe two days a week, three days a week on a hybrid schedule. So it's been a slow recovery process. Roland, I want to talk about tech. It's been a story of Oakland in the last couple of decades. I mean, San Francisco and Silicon Valley have obviously these big tech campuses, but in Oakland, it's been a bit more mixed, kind of stops and starts in terms of some of these companies deciding to locate in downtown Oakland. Yeah, I mean, some of the most famous tech names in Oakland were like Ask Jeeves, which is not a very dominant company, and Pandora, which I think had a bunch of layoffs. There was a big saga at the former Sears building. So Uber wanted to build this giant East Bay hub but then they ended up canceling it completely. A few years later, Square, which is now known as Block, took the building, and they had this big plan for a big office, and they started moving in, unfortunately, in around early 2020, and the pandemic really delayed everything. But they're finally there now. I visited their office. It's really nice. Uh, it has great views. So I think it shows that there is definitely some demand um, from tech companies in Oakland, but it's just still not the same scale as SF and Silicon Valley. Well, why, Roland? I mean, why is tech sometimes passing over Oakland, even though it's a it's a great spot in, in many ways? Yeah, it's really, it's kind of a mystery. I mean, UC Berkeley is really nearby, but I think the idea is that tech just prefers to kind of cluster. And, you know, the really big tech giants have traditionally been in Silicon Valley and more so in the last few years in SF. But I think the flip side there is that Oakland has not been maybe as hard hit as SF as far as remote work because they have more healthcare jobs downtown, they have more government jobs, which require more in-person. So I think it is sort of a mixed blessing in some ways. But yeah, I think the there is just, it seems to be this kind of bias against Oakland if you're a tech company, and you'd rather be in SF even now. So um, it'll be interesting to see if this block office is kind of a turning point, because it's interesting to know that they are actually canceling their lease or, or not renewing their lease in mid-market. So their Oakland office will actually be the biggest one they have um, in the fall. Sarah, I want to talk about Mayor Sheng Tao. She took office just this year. She has put together a downtown plan. Tell us about what the mayor is doing, what she hopes to do downtown. Yeah, Roland and I actually took a walk through downtown with Mayor Tao recently for this story. And she was incredibly hopeful. She talked a lot about wanting to hold themed events like a Wakanda Forever event and activate spaces, close down streets to generate more foot traffic, just bringing people to downtown for certain activities. I mean, you've seen the success of events in Oakland through First Fridays, for example, thousands of people come out to that. So she talked a lot about kind of wanting to replicate that in different ways, bringing people to downtown for a reason, boosting foot traffic, and partnering with local organizations to kind of make this happen. You know, she did talk about the lack of maybe tech companies in downtown Oakland and said she wants to attract 
green technology, the batteries of the world to Oakland. Okay, I want to ask you about how those plans might be changed by budget issues, which Oakland, like many other cities, has. But first, a quick break. We'll be right back on Fifth and Mission. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. If you have a comment or there's a story you think we should cover, let us know. You can email us at fifth, that's F-I-F-T-H, at sfchronicle.com, or leave us a voicemail at 415-777-6156. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bolwa, joined by Chronicle reporters Sarah Ravani and Roland Lee. They've been reporting on the health or challenges of downtown Oakland, especially in the pandemic. Sarah and Roland, we were talking about the mayor's plans, the downtown plan, and and how do these square with budget problems, this lack of tax revenue that's coming in? Yeah, Oakland is facing the largest budget deficit in its history, $360 million out of its general purpose fund, which pays for police, fire, and other city services. The mayor has proposed some pretty significant cuts across the board, cuts to vacant positions. So these are positions that are not filled. But for example, she's proposing a cut to the city's arts and culture funding, where organizations like the ones that put on First Friday can apply for to put on their events. Um, This is something that the arts community has been very critical about. Obviously, her plans are not final. The city council can amend and they will ultimately vote on the plans. But it just gives you a sense as to how dire Oakland's financial situation currently is and how some of those plans that she may have may be delayed, may happen on a different scale. I mean, we just don't know yet. Roland, these services, and we will talk in a minute about policing, which is always on people's minds. But Roland, I mean, what's the future here? Why are so many offices vacant? How are we going to get back to that revenue source? Are we ever going to fill these offices? Yeah, I mean, that's probably like the trillion dollar question, I think, facing all cities right now. It's, I mean, remote work has really upended a lot of assumptions, you know. I mean, we're seeing a few tech companies start to mandate, you know, maybe two to three days a week. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a really big uncertainty. And I think the projections are definitely pretty dire. I mean, Oakland's deficit, I think, is it's almost the same as SF's, but San Francisco is a county and a city, so their budget is seven times as big. So it's it's pretty concerning when um, their deficits are almost the same. And I think a lot of economists I talk to say it's you know remote work isn't just a cyclical thing that'll kind of bounce back. It's a structural change. So there may be permanently less office demand, which is a pretty scary idea if you're a landlord or city official. Yeah, I mean, this idea of getting people back, you spoke to Court Dunlap, the owner of Awaken Cafe, that's right there by City Hall in Oakland. Tell me about the initiative called Oakland Works Wednesdays. It feels like something that a lot of people are trying to get going in many cities. Yeah, so he wants to launch this new initiative in June that basically is an agreement with the employers in downtown Oakland that every Wednesday, 100% of your employees will be back in the office. And in exchange, businesses in downtown Oakland will be open. There could be programming, but Court said he's not really as focused on that versus just ensuring that everyone is open. He wants to see, you know, people at his coffee shop. He wants to see people going to happy hours. He wants to see people going out to lunch. Um, Just this one day where they can really show what thriving downtown Oakland could be like if everybody was back in the office. Roland, it seems like 
this idea is almost like a social compact, right? I mean, we're seeing this in many cities where people are saying, hey, let's all agree with each other that we'll come on in and be together at least for one day. Yeah, I mean, I think the worst situation is when you go to the office and then you're still on Zoom. It's like, what was the point of coming in? Um, <laughs> exactly. So I think like coordinating is a huge, yeah, that's a huge key, I think. And um, I think that is kind of the thing if you know, you're know you mandating a day in the office, it's like you expect everyone to be there and kind of that's the point of it. But yeah, I think, you know, some of the real estate folks I've talked to, you know, they've always talked about Oakland as a release valve for SF. So if, you know, downtown gets too expensive on the west side of the bay, companies will migrate over. And, you know, you saw that happen with Blue Shield and even PG&E went to Oakland for cost savings. The question is, you know, if, if San Francisco rent keeps dropping, that maybe Oakland becomes l- less of a bargain and then maybe less attractive in some ways. But I think, you know, brokers are saying they expect vacancy to hopefully peak this year in both San Francisco and Oakland. And hopefully it'll start recovering, um, you know, going to next year. But we'll see. I mean, a recession could also really change things. All right. No more bad news, Roland. Uh, I want to get to public safety. It's a huge issue in Oakland. I mean, this doesn't really have to do with downtown, but 120 murders, if I'm getting that right, last year. Oakland also, like San Francisco, struggles with property crime, including in, in downtown. I mean, how are businesses coping with these concerns and how does this affect the health of downtown. So every business that I talked to for this story said that the number one challenge facing downtown is public safety and the perception of public safety. So, you know, I talked to somebody, you know, Isaac Abid, he's a partner at HP Investors, which owns 16 buildings downtown. And he said, you know, when somebody from outside of downtown comes to a business in downtown and their car gets broken into, if they tell their social network about that, my car got broken into in downtown Oakland. Their friends may not want to come to downtown Oakland and they may not want to return to downtown Oakland because of that. A lot of businesses talked about the need for the city to invest more in downtown foot patrols, whether that is police or civilian ambassadors. You know, we've seen civilian ambassadors in Chinatown and other parts of Oakland, but kind of expanding that model and bringing more of that into downtown to kind of establish this sense of safety and security for people. Roland, for businesses, this is a very daunting challenge right now. Yeah, I mean, I think you know there is perception that is backed up by data that Oakland is less safe than San Francisco. Also, you know, BART was a huge asset for downtown Oakland. There's two BART stations, but, you know, a lot of riders are reporting that they don't feel safe on BART. So, if, you know, if you don't feel safe coming in and you don't have a car, then you're probably not going to go to the office. The last thing I want to ask you guys is, is about the future of downtown Oakland. I mean, what's the outlook, particularly given some of the unique things that that separate Oakland from cities like San Francisco? Are people optimistic? For the businesses in downtown Oakland, while a lot of them criticized the public safety situation in Oakland, they all said that they're loyal to the city and they want to see it thrive. They're committed. They're committed to making it work. So I think there's really this sense in Oakland that, you know, Oakland is a tough city and we're going to get through this. And while it seems like it's very hard right now, if the political will is there, it'll work. And the businesses all said that they're committed to seeing it through. So I think that there is a sense of optimism or hope at least. Yeah, I think the I mean, the mayor's job is kind of be, is to be optimistic, but seems pretty energetic and enthusiastic about changing downtown. I think when you meet residents of Oakland, there's a lot of civic pride. I live in Oakland as well. I think people, you know, are proud of their city and 
and you know committed just like the businesses but you know there are definitely some very big challenges and you know there it might lead to some more cutbacks in city services um, which could really deter the the outcome so i think it's it's a really uncertain time and i think as our story says it's going to be a really pivotal year yeah i mean everything you guys talked about a lot of it goes to momentum even the the idea for coming back on wednesdays can we get some shared momentum back yeah absolutely yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see this year. This, Like Roland said, this is going to be a very pivotal year. And seeing how these plans play out will be really key. Sarah and Roland, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thanks to my guests today. They're Chronicle reporters Sarah Ravani and Roland Lee. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. <laughs> 